The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com Hello and welcome Hidden Horsepower PRI 2021. We're here in the booth and it's just like big personalities all over the place. Keith Jones and myself, we've got Mark Mulberg, Mark from Digital Metrology and Brad Lagman from QMP Racing Engines and stuff, guys. Stuff, stuff, I might be able to zoom in or maybe not. How are you doing, guys? Fantastic. Good, how are you? Awesome. Good, good, good. Keith? Awesome. Uh, we're rolling. It's a great day to be here. Oh. Shows, you know, shows hopping, aisles are full. Glad to be uh, back. Like we never, it's like we never missed a beat. Yeah. Right. Glad to, so glad to be back, especially in Andy. You know, last year they tried to put it together, and they were they were holding on, holding on, holding on. Like, well, you know what? This is not going to work. It's too much time. So when they said, okay, we'll scrap that, and we're going to come forward in 2021, and I'm really glad that I see a lot of people here, you know, and a lot of vendors here. You know, maybe a couple pulled out, but not much. I think it's going to be a pretty good day. It's a great buzz, isn't it? Oh, man, it feels so good. It's good. It feels so good. It's unbelievable. And everyone is talking about how there's business happening, too. And not to diminish, like, the show aspect of the show, but efficient business. People are here, buyers. Like it used to be. You know, it, it kind of got blown up into a car show and autograph signing. Well, that's not what it's all about. Sure. I want to talk to you about buying something. I want to see it, touchy-feely. Let's put a deal together. I'm going to cut you a check. Let's make things better. Let's make things better at, right now. Now look at pretty things. My Let's little make, my little picture yeah. I'm selling right now, I, I sold seven or eight of them awesome. right now. But people only seen pictures. You know, my stuff, you've got a touchy-feely. You want to see it and buy it, you know? So that gives you the opportunity. There's no opportunity anywhere that I can advertise that and have the people that I'm generated, like you guys are generated, to to approach. That's, these are our guys right here, you know? These guys ain't painting cars. Talk a little bit about that. The uh, you know, like you, you were joking about racing engines and, and stuff, but that's the stuff you're here. Tell, tell us about the little fixer. So basically what I, I started out is making a fixture that measures piston skirts more accurately. And that goes into a software package and data logs it. So when you measure a piston with a micrometer, it's all feel. 100%. There's no way that all fours can measure a piston all the same size. So I take that out of the equation by putting a dial indicator with a heavy spring on the other side. So it does not matter how much torque you put on the micrometer because I'm utilizing the spring on the dial indicator for resistance. So zero is going to be zero. It doesn't matter if King Kong is turning that or a six-year-old. Okay? So now you can accurately measure the skirt. Okay? Now you can turn the piston and measure the cam of the piston, which a piston manufacturer will not give you. And the reason for that is if you're doing competition engines and it's coming back and you have a program, you can see a wear and you can measure it and you can see, okay, well, I need to adjust that. What, what am I adjusting? Okay, well, we measured it. It's this, and I think it needs to be this. Can come back in. I can measure the taper from underneath the oil rail to the end of the piston. How much taper? Can we take some more taper out and tighten the piston the wall clearance up so the piston doesn't rock so much so it doesn't unload the ring? Exactly. Okay, so we, we got some stuff that we, we've seen it rock 40 thousands in the board. I mean, there's no way you're going to have any oil control, any kind of ring seal when, it, when it's moving that much because you're almost unloading off the yep. barrel of the ring. Right? You're absolutely unloading the ring. But then you're going to get a sharp edge and then you're going to knock the cylinder out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's no good. So now... 
wow, I can only measure pistols with that. Well, that's no good. I made it so you can measure anything that's round from zero inches to six inches. Lifters, cameras, rest pins. I made it. A fixture goes in, you measure the rod board. Turn around, measure the pin board. Measure the pin board of distance. Wrist pin diameter. Lifter diameter. Lifter bushing diameter. Thickness of a bearing. Turn it around and measure the other side to see if there's paper in the thickness. And everything's bulk on. It's, it's like big boys Legos. You know? So you start once, you can start in small, get your feet wet. Oh, you know what? I want to buy that. Okay. You buy that, it's an add on, and it's 100% bulk on. And I know bulk on in this industry is. That's bad words, but it really, it really does bolt on. Depends on what kind of bolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really does bolt on, and it, it's good. So I, I'm pretty happy with it. People see it. I start talking. You know me. All of a sudden, I look up. I got 30 people looking at me. I'm just rolling with it. I don't care. You know. Well, the, the cool thing, Brad, is slice the dice is Juliet. Yeah. I'm like this. I'm like, oh, hey, wait, there's more. Check this out. Now you can measure Robert. That's love it too. Right. But I think the cool thing is, Brad, that you've put eyes into places that people haven't seen. Right. And we're getting the ability to improve things. Sure. Because we didn't see them before, right? And, and not only that, you know, you got stuff built from an engine builder for engine builders. Yeah. So you get a guy that that's a rocket scientist, but he don't even know what a wrench is. Well, he can't help me. Sure. You know, so this is what we need. And yes, we can improve on it. I have a deal that goes in and measures ring group. Depth. Okay, so if you had a blade mic and if you ever try to measure ring group depth on a blade mic, it's super hard. Then you got to know, oh, I got to pay. Keith, can you tell me what the ID of the ring is? And then I can subtract it. Man, we got lots of math going on. Your ring, I measure it. You say on your package, it's 134. I put my micrometer in there, it says 135. Rock on. No math. It won't break. Shit, it's only 120. Uh, we got a problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We need to, you know, to narrow the radial up. Okay, before we put in the motor and brakes, mm -hmm. right? Easy yeah. check, easy yeah. check, right? Awesome. Make my life easier. Make your life easier. Make yeah. customers' life easier. Previous little, you know, session we did with Nick Perry. It's about attention to detail. Yes. Yeah. You've got to look at every single thing and, in this thing. And right assemble now, it, disassemble it, reassemble it. And right now, you got to look for. You got to watch everything. Yeah. You know? so, but that's. But I made it simple. Have to make it so simple that everybody will use it. If it's not simple, it's overcomplicated. People get frustrated. Don't want to do it. So from that standpoint, though, simple is often much more accurate. Of course. Things that are hard and difficult and complex, you've got a million error sources. What you're producing is freaking accurate because it's simple. I don't need to call touch a fire and say, that hurts. <laughs> right? We don't want to make the common sense. Absolutely. But you can't even buy common sense. You can't teach it. You can't buy it. But let's just make it. Well, this is, this is easy. Well, and you make it from experience, though. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. For so, sure. Mark, let's talk about in your company, Digital Metrology. You've sure. been involved in the industry for many levels for many years. Sure. What, is, what do you do, though? What does your company do? What's important? Well, um, lots of things. Um, <laughs> big picture. Big picture. Basically, we work in the world of shapes. Um, we talked a little bit earlier that, you know, you think about the generations of making things go fast. First, we got the size right, and we were excited because, you know, vehicles would go down a road. And then you start getting things in the right place, the right position. 
position and they go faster. Well, today we've got to make them the right shape, the right texture. You know, is it round? Is it the right roughness? Not just smooth, but is it the right shape? And that's where all of our optimizations are happening now. What What is causing huge swings in performance, whether it's on the road or on the track, is in this realm of roughness, roundness, flatness, anything to do with a surface where these things are rubbing and interacting. Wow. So it's a super exciting field, working anything from, you know, medical to spaceships to race cars. It's awesome. Great place to be. This software is incredible. So you're taking, instead of looking at the, the uh, profilometer on the screen and compare the numbers, I put it in there and I'm on the computer. I control the profilometer by the computer and then boom, it pops up on the screen and it shows you my values. I can put a high low and say, okay, here's going to be my realm of spec, 20 to 30, and if I'm out that, I can make it turn red. So, you know, whoa, I'm way out of shape, you know? And I've learned a lot from Mark, and, and getting this software in 2007, wow. right? It's been a, such a learning curve. I thought I knew stuff like that. <laughs> I start all over again. Well, it was back to eyes. I remember the first time we put a graph on the screen where you could actually see the profile, you knew immediately where that came from. Right. You knew the knobs to turn, the abrasives to adjust. Yeah, once and, you figure out the problem, then you can fix it. But, but if you don't know the problem... Exactly, you know, back to eyes. It goes back to being aware of the problem. Right. Having problem. these tools and access to yeah. these tools. Correct. Take all the things that we assume that we've been doing right for all these years. I like to call the thing, it's a, it's a truth detector. Yes. Sure. Whether you like it or not, it's going to tell you the truth. And this has got the right finish, the wrong finish, the right shape, the wrong shape. Right or wrong, now it's what you do with that data. Exactly. Now you've got to make that correction. So I would say with that... Um, and to Brad's work also, the cool thing we see is we now have numbers to try to dial people in. The real game now is those numbers get you in a box, but when you look at that picture, you see some more things. Oh, yeah. You know, is it RPK or not, or is it when you look at the graph? I had a great story. I had a, a company come to me and say, we want to build a gauge, and I just want my three numbers on the screen, and I want them to turn red or green. And they're doing roughness, and they want their numbers to all be green. I said, I will not do a gauging system for surface finish without a graph. And they said, we can't have graphs. We're not going to train our people. They're not smart enough. <laughs> yeah, you laugh. I know, brother. <laughs> and I said, no, I won't do the job. So I put a graph along the top, and they said, well, make sure our numbers are big. <laughs> It was six months in, the numbers were still green, an operator came upstairs to the offices and said, my picture changed. The numbers are green, my picture changed. They saved about a thousand engines on a production line with the picture changed. It's shapes, man. It's just the stuff you're seeing. You know, you get down at that fine detail. Sure, sure. Always have to look at anything you can look and you get more information. I always look at that in, in your software so you can see it. And then when you look over here, you see your peak to valley because it's all in one. Yeah. Let's, you know, well, that thing's out of whack. Okay? Right, right. You can tune it up. You show me some tricks. You're looking at material sure. ratios. You're looking at exactly. the, you know, like the studies that you've done for us. I mean, we're looking at, you know, in the, in the profiler again, when you're trying to work with the numbers, we're trying to work with the equipment access to right. getting into the 3D side of it yes. and looking at folded over material right, right. and the, you know, the interactions that has and what that does generates false numbers sure because it's yeah. not reading the, the valley because when I fold the down into it right. and what's going to happen what that does where it comes off Perfect. 
all and you're doing a handheld microscope right on the floor as well, right? With, with crosshatch and that, getting a look inside. Yes, sir. Awesome. Come in there. You can really zoom in and, and you know, move. I'm, I'm looking around the top, you know, right where all the combustion is going to happen. I mean, that's, sure. that's going to be the most important part because, you know, something at the bottom of the cylinder, you really ain't going to matter. Yeah. All, all loads in that top It's all right here. Yeah. You know, right I mean, the, the 300,000 is that's, the whole world. That's the action. Know? Yeah. Where it's at. Ain't much for something that's seven inches older, like that. <laughs> so uh, on that note, for people that are watching this, um, like this level of detail and intensity, like you guys are industry leaders, the tip of the spear, if you will. Is this something that every engine builder should really be doing and thinking about? Is Without a doubt. If you're going to build a competition engine, you need to be in the competition level to be able to check them. You can't just say, I've been holding this one for 20 years. Okay, I understand that. But you had a 16th ring back in the day, 20 years ago, and that was thin. Well, man, we're 20 with an 80 radial. You can't hold it the way, the same way. It's not going to seal the block materials different, the ring materials different. Right? You can't tell me I've been holding for 20 years, but what have you been holding for 20 years? Sure. Technology's evolving. You buy a computer, it's worthless by the time you get it. Right? So everything is growing. These these guys are growing so fast in materials, coatings, thickness, radio, tension. Every week, gas ported ring, nipple ring. Every time they come up, well, everything's got to change. Nothing's going to just fit in that same box. You know? So that's, that's where, but if you don't know what's have, yeah. you can't fix it, you know, or wonder what, you know, my, my power's down. If you don't have ring seal, it won't draw on the intake charge, you know, not so much on a turbocharged blower because you're going to push in, but you got some normal aspirated stuff, sprint car stops, so the track stop. You, you need a draw to pull the intake charge to make power. You can't burn the gas, right? You're going to make no power. Well, as Lake said so many times, it's ring seal soon, and it's yes. oil is the gas. Yes. And normally aspirated piece, you can spend you know, tens of thousands of dollars on the trickest cylinder heads in the world. You know, to go to a Billy Cobb, all the comet designed the best camshaft in the world. To go to Wilson to get the, you know, this man, all these things. But in an AA engine, it's the ring seal on the intake stroke that's pulling all that air, all that fuel, making that negative, making that depression. If it doesn't do that, you're leaving power on the table. And this is where, you know, between reducing friction in the ring and getting that ring seal is so critical on the intake stroke, especially in an old diaspora case. You want to maximize. I can tell you so many stories of guys that can really, really improve the ring seal. And it's made, you know, it jumped up this much. It's made this much power. But one of the questions I'll pose is, okay, what's it making for intake manifold vacuum? How much manifold vacuum is that engine making at the end of the run straight? How much or, flow by do you have? Yeah, yeah we're looking at the, the other side of the road. It's like, okay, we've been putting the ring seal so much on the intake truck, it's now showing restriction in the manifold. You don't have a big enough lineup. You don't have a big enough program. It'll support more camshaft. So again, this ring seal suit what wasn't perceived initially as an 8 or 9 horsepower gain once they optimize all the other pieces in the five, it's now 28 horsepower it's 30 horsepower and all because we improved the ring seal on the kind of back to what I was saying is we're in that generation of surfaces. We're now understanding the levers to change the soup, the recipe of the soup. And there are huge levers we're turning. I mean, you guys have talked about massive performance changes just with a texture change. I mean, how many people we had come by just during this show, just today, how many guys are going to be like, oh my man, I cannot believe how much better my program is because you guys guided me down this path to make right. that so change. This thing that they've been doing forever, 
Assume you know, they, they never really had a problem. It doesn't smoke, it ran okay, it does its thing, but really, you know, but it's like it was nowhere near as good as it did. That's that again, we're back to that attention to detail that Brad puts in and looking at every single thing. I mean, like the tools you talked about. This was a you, know, you saw a need, you filmed it because it needs to be looked at. Yeah. The little profilometer holder I sold you. Everybody needs that. Yeah, it's, it's you can't hold that thing, it'd be accurate, it's impossible. Okay, hundred bucks. You can't make that for a hundred dollars. And you gotta have it. And then you can move it around, bolt it, move it, bolt it, move it, and then you, you can create an average of surface finish. And now you can really see what's going on. And you're not trying to hold the thing and, and wait for the thing to go and go and go. Your hand ain't that steady. I don't care who you are. Right. You know? So you gotta make it simple. Cheap enough, simple. So now we got the little kick, looks all flashy. Uh, so you got one flash in there now. Solving problems, creating new challenges, new problems, but that's why you guys are into it, right? Like this is a, a never-ending challenge. And we want, you're, I, I want the end user to be better because I want to make more horses. Mm. Trying to help people become better engine builders. That, that helps the whole industry. How, how so? Because their final product's going to be better. You know, if, if you build something and, and you're in a competition level, you, you want your customer, the, he's the money. Okay? You're in business to make money. If he ain't happy, you ain't going to make any money. Right? There's plenty of work out for everybody. And you want to be better. You want to be better. I mean, I do. Every day of my life, I want to be better. You know? So, we're giving you tools to be better. Information that these guys got to be better. They're so they want to sell rings. Okay, they don't want to go out and the motor sucks. And the guy goes, "Well, the rings are bad." Oh, they don't want that. They don't need that. They're trying to make money, right? We want a happy People, customer. You want a happy customer because that's yeah. where we're getting paid. That's how we. You know, that's how we get paid. Mark, Mark's got his software that works with the minatorial stuff. It makes it easier for me to see instead of looking at the at the tool. You know, but you, that's the next end up. Yeah. So you got to spend a little bit more money. But you're going to make more money because now you can really start improving on stuff. You make a better product, you'll sell more. Well, look at, you think about like this. More. You're just peeling back the layers on the other. Right. You're just peeling right. back the layers. What going from we don't know anything to we know something. Now we know a little bit more. Whoa! You know, we just keep peeling back that layer. Right. And, and each it, layer comes yeah. with some improvement. Yeah. If we didn't see it before, how could we have made it better? Right. So you introduce a more accurate tool. We can make more accurate parts. We can make more. Sure. Sure. We can run a tighter clearance. You know. It's it's all you know. We're we're trying to seal the rings up. I mean, the, all these different materials, block hardness, sleeve hardness, ring material. You know, all coatings, all that stuff goes into play, and you you have to know. Like I told you, you just can't hold the block the same way you did 20 years ago. I'm sure. Well, stuff's progressed. You know? Everything's different. And we don't have that magical guy riding up and down that cylinder telling us, hey, this is what's going on. We've got a lot of very educated people out there. We've got modeling software. We've got all these things. But as we get access to affordable equipment, technology, software, you know, building better tools to, you know, to hold the tools, that just strips back one more layer. We've now taken what we thought and proved it right. and said, okay, this is why this is doing this. This answered, you know, we, we thought about a lot of things about how is this doing this, why is this doing that. Now we know definitively. And we right. have as this and all that's, access. And all that's in free. It's all available. Yep. You just have to go out and get it. Right? 
Yeah. Mark, talk a little bit about the you know surfaces, shapes, roughness. Yeah. That's an area that is very important right now. But the again, I don't. I want to. There's no such thing, or maybe there is, as the average competition racing engine builder, right? Like sure. if you're building competition engines, you're building competition. You're engines. not an average anything. No. But there are different layers in every arena. Sure. So for the person who's like, okay, you got me. I agree. What, where does where does this journey begin? Like, sure. Where do I start? Yeah, and it's interesting because so many things are running great, and we don't know why. So what we've been doing together is figuring out why so we can tighten that box up. We can improve. And you can duplicate it. You can duplicate it. Exactly. That's where I'm going because this one works, this one doesn't, but they've all measured the same. So we're getting into a world of, like you mentioned, shapes and finishes and even textures. It's not just smoother, but it's the right kind of roughness. Um, Maybe not even just roundness, but the right kind of roundness. And getting into this realm where we're seeing things that we just took for granted. And all those things that we took for granted are exactly where you make a difference. Right. Or geometry, roundness, service finish. You got to have all three. Yeah. One, if, you, if, you, if it's not round, it don't matter how good the service finish is. You know, you put the ring in and you put a flash underneath and it blinding you. Well, it ain't going to work. It's not like that. Right? It don't matter how smooth the silver is. But how many guys just trust it? I, I spent a lot of money on these components. They must be good. Of course. That, and that's, that's the difference. I I've had guys that just measure a cylinder in one spot. Yeah, it must okay. be good. So these guys I'm working with, I said, okay, you you can measure two spots now. Okay, so that's 90 degrees. Okay, well you know the head bolts are not in those places, right? So why don't we measure in six places? And now I can measure it here, and I can measure it here. You know what? I got a head bolt right here. I can measure here. I got a head bolt right here. Right now I can plot that, and I measure three different levels. So now around we here, I do it in the middle, I do it at the bottom. So now. It goes all in the computer, and it builds you a graph, and then it shows you the barrel of the cylinder, kind of like a, a Brad's PAD. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, and then you can check the diameters and see where you're at. If it's if it's, it's got so much taper at the bottom, the piston is already coming out of the bottom of the cylinder. If it's a big stroker motor, the piston's rocking. It's wanting to unload the ring. It grabs oil, comes up. Now you're going to get contaminated combustion, so your cycle's not going to be as good as you think it is, and then you have more problems from there. So you got to get the geometry correct, round. And and we're talking about this at the competition level end, and I I know how much market's involved with this, is look at the production builder world, though. Look at how the production engine building world has grabbed onto this. We've got to look, we've got to measure, because what are they doing? they got to put a warranty on it. And emissions. They've got emissions. emissions. Crazy tough. So even at that level, you think, ah, oh, they're just building stock engines. They're, no, no, no. They've got pad ink meters. They're looking at, you know, we talk about surface rough, you know, roughness, roundness. I mean, they're looking at valve guides. They're looking at valve stem roughness because they've got to warranty this. And we right. can't just, you know, it goes back to assume that the parts are right. So to your point, it is not unusual to walk into a production engine line and see a quarter of a million dollars in roughness measurements. Not unusual. Just measuring roughness. Hey, Jasper is like a gigantic engine rebuilding place, right? To do yep. stock motors. They bought four 
holders from me. Sure. Four. You didn't lose them. You got more more profilometers because you got more home stations. Sure. Yep. You're checking more stuff. Okay. I mean that's that's a, that's somebody. They don't want their rebuilt motor coming back either. You can't make any money. No. If, if the thing comes back the door, it's like a boomerang. You know. You just took all your profit, chucked it. And speaking of making money, you guys have been so gracious with your time. We want to let you get back to the show. Appreciate but, uh, you know where we are, Hidden Horsepower, Apple Podcast, yes, Spotify. Brad has already been on. Um, you're welcome back anytime and encouraged, Love of course, to. because it's a wealth of information. Keith, any final thoughts? I uh, just want to thank you guys for showing up. Uh, for there sure. will be an ev- episode at some point in time. Mark and I did do some stuff at Total uh-huh. Steel. I think Lake's still editing that, but you know, keep an eye out for that. Mark and I kind of got into surface finish numbers awesome. and different families of numbers that not everybody's looking at these days. Sure. And uh, again, I really appreciate you guys coming by well, taking the time. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for Horsepower presented by Total Seal from PRI. More to come.